me tell you about Anchor by Spotify, which is the easiest way to make a podcast and the app that I use to make this podcast, Five Blue Firefighter. It's everything you need all in one place. First, Anchor has all the tools to record and edit your podcast right from your phone, tablet, or computer. If you host off Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple, and many others. Everything you need all in one place. And best of all, it's totally free. If you're interested in starting your own podcast, download Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Five Tool Firefighter Podcast. My name is Nick Higgins, firefighter and author of the Five Tool Firefighter book. Each week, we bring you an inspiring message or person to help you become the best version of yourself you could be. This journey is for the long haul, not the short. Now let's start our journey to becoming the best version of ourselves we could be. Welcome back to the Five Tool Firefighter Podcast. This episode of the Five Tool Firefighter Podcast is all things size up. We are going to talk why it is so important for any firefighter on the fire ground to have a solid understanding of size up. But most importantly, what it is and what you're looking for and how you can better yourself through performing the various levels of size up. But size up, for all intents and purposes, is your battle plan. It's your game plan. If you want to call it that, against the structure we are working at. The size up is where all firefighters and fire officers gather information to make safe, efficient, effective fire ground decisions. This is meant to be quick. The decisions are made are meant to be made quick, but not without one thing. Safety and ensuring your strategy and tactics, more so your tactics, are done efficiently and effectively. And there's many different levels to the size of before we even get to the fire ground, before we even get to the, the actual incident, we have a pre-incident size up. This is gonna vary between departments, between policies. So I might say something that might not be what, the, what another department does. It might be against their policies, but it's something we do. And it's something that has helped us greatly in how we perform our duties. The pre-incident size-up is done before an alarm is being called to any location. This is being done on a, I guess, like a, if you want to call it a dry run or in a time where nothing going on. This is our opportunity as firefighters to obtain as much relevant and accurate information about a location as we possibly can. What do I mean by information that's relevant and accurate? Well, before that, how we get the information changes, depending on your location, depends on the building, depends on human factor. Well, commercial structures, we can do walkthroughs. We can ask for walkthroughs. We can talk to building managers and ask for a walkthrough of the facility. We're conducting some inspections. Some, we're doing our yearly plea plans, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to say. And we can have an opportunity to walk an interior or commercial structure 
to understand the interior layout, to understand where the elevators are located, the stairwells are located, the FDC connections are inside and outside of the structure. And that is very important for water supply, where all the shutoffs are, all the utility shutoffs are, inside and outside, solar panels, where they are, where their hookups are, everything. Any special considerations that this building might have? Is it a restaurant? Is it a commercial structure with a gym facility, restaurants, and God knows what else in there? Because there's many of those around. So you want to be able to understand that, know what's in there, know where it is, get the layout. And that's one way to do it. For us, what we do is we are able to do those things. And we map out that building. We have it saved of what that building looks like. We, draw, like uh, we used to do drawings, but now we have Google Maps and everything else, but we'll work with our zoning department in town and we'll work with our fire prevention team in town and we will get information from them at the same time. Sometimes not as easy with zoning, but obviously a lot more easier with the Prevention Bureau. And we're getting different things, getting different information to keep us up to date with what's going on, the changes, the additions, or the new buildings being built, what type of structure it is, what's going to be there, what they're going to house inside it. So we'll know that and we'll have it in, we have it in our laptops, in our apparatus to know if we get pulled up to this location. Oh, we know what it is and everything in there is coming with it that was able to be identified from the fire prevention team, from us getting in there and doing different things. But that's one way to do your pre-incident size up. That's one way. Now, a lot of times, it's difficult to do pre-incident sites. You know, some of these building managers or even construction sites might be like, no, you're not coming on our property and doing anything. It doesn't hurt to do a drive-by. It doesn't hurt to, to look at these buildings or take advantage of them on a activated fire alarm and take those mental notes. When you take those mental notes, you're bringing it back. Well, we notice different things. We notice so many square foot from the door or how many feet from the door to, to the stairwell, or we noticed in the second floor they have, Division 2, they have a whole room full of computers, a whole computer room, and it's a very tight room, and it's very hot in there, and I don't know, I, I've come to an incident where that happened, and the computer room went up, and it's a different style room, drop ceiling, as opposed to the rest of the floor, where it doesn't have that same style. It's for a compartmentalized area of the room, or it's a laboratory. Things you need to know. Things you need to know. What the different floors have. What's being housed on there. Who's working on it. It's good to know those things. So if you can't get in there and do a walkthrough, at least if you're on a fire call, a carbon dioxide call, just give for example, or activated fire alarm, good intent call, elevator emergency, you're able to jot down information, bring it back, and keep that, but train on it, but train on it. Bring it back and have conversations with, with the crew, with, with the department, about these findings, about this building. That's one way to do it. Residential is different. Residential, you can't just go walk into someone's house and say, I want to inspect your house. It's a private dwelling. But you can check the outside. Look at the outside and get understanding the type of structure it is, step back from the road, the length of the driveway, understand maybe what type of, is it a Cape Cod, a ranch, a colonial, a bi-level split, whatever. Get to have that understanding of the building. 
So like I said, if you've got a sacrum trilog, carbon monoxide, good intent call, medical call even, you can go in there and take mental notes. Same thing, you can't take pictures, but you can take mental notes of what's going on. Mental notes of, hey, this is what's going on in these homes. And, you know, there are incidents that we've had. We went to buy levels where you go up, you walk into the front door, you go to take the stairwell up, you're in the dwelling, you take the stairwell down, you hit a wall. Well, good note. You have to stretch a line into the into the second, first floor, lower level of the buy level. You're not getting there from the front door. It's good to know. It's good to know that before you get in there, have that note in the back of your mind, in your pre-plan, in your, in your incidents, when you have to respond. But it's also good to train on these things and understand what these things are. But we have to understand that we don't just take this information back for our health. We don't take this information back just to keep it in a binder or on a drive somewhere. Say we did our part. That's not how it works. We have to train on it. We have to say, well, this is this building houses medical equipment, and it looks like a residential structure, but it is a medical facility that was turned into from a house converted to a, re- to a medical facility. We have to train on that. We have to understand that. If we have houses that are set back or um, commercial structures that are set back, well, we have to practice, well, if we have a chance now, how are we going to do this stretch? What type of stretch are we going to do? Practice those stretches. Practice those apparatus placements. Think about that before you get there. You want to have these things in the back of your mind or something that you could say, I've, I've trained on this at some point. For this moment, I've trained on this. I need to know where to put this apparatus. Well, I know I can't make the stretch to 200 foot of pre-connect because of the setback of the building or the structure. And I have to go up a flight of stairs and I, I know my lens, I know my stretch, I know my engine, I know my truck, I know what I need to do now because I've, I've worked these out in a dry environment, in a safe environment where there's no smoke, no fire, no urgency, put these things through and we've practiced it and we've come up with ways and we've done it over and over and over. And that's the benefit to a pre-incident size up that you can prepare for things. Might not happen today, might happen tomorrow, may happen a year from now. But at least you could say at some point, I've thought about it, I've trained on it. And then the alarm comes in. The alarm comes in. We're doing another pre-plan. Now, we're talking about, well, where are we going? Okay, so we're going to the structure. Now we're determining what type of, what type of structure that is, what time of day it is, what the weather conditions are, what the area around it is. And the area around it is going to be very important. You're in route. Where's my water supply? Where's my truck going to go? I have overhead wires. Is that going to have any impingement on my aerial placement and operation? Is the water supply, is there an issue with water supply? Am I going to drop 1,000 feet? Am I going to drop 100 feet? Or am I going to be calling more people in to get that water supply going? In route. Get there. In route's going to help determine those strategy and tactics. Now you get there. Now you're confirming, yes, that is my building construction type, say type three. Yes, it's a commercial structure. Here's the residency. Well, there's not many people in here because at the time of day, it may be 10 p.m. at night or 6 o'clock in the morning. People are either, some people could just be walking out that late. Some people just be coming in that early. 
All right, might not be a lot of people. Scan the area, scan the parking lot. If it's a, if it's a residential home, well, we know what to do. Don't go by the, don't buy, buy the cars in the driveway because that's a moot point nowadays. Still perform it as if you have to go in. And people are in there, perform it as the same thing with a commercial. There could be 10 cars in the parking lot, but those 10 cars in the parking lot could be company cars that are just there for travel. And you might think of them, oh, there's 10 people there. It might not be. It might be more. People might have taken a bus, taken an Uber. Think about that. Carpooled. But scan the area. Understand where your apparatus is going to go. Now your tactics are going to be handed out based on everything we've done. Tactics are handed out. What happens next? They're going to work. Those tactics are now in work. Those companies that are in there doing their stretching lines, doing searches, performing, quote unquote, if we want to say rescues, doing forceful entry, doing setting up ground ladders, doing roof operations are now providing back the incident commander with a progress report of what's going on, what they're seeing from the inside. Don't just look at the fire. Don't just look at the building. Look at everything around you. Like in reading smoke. Don't look at the fire. Look, read the smoke. Read the smoke. See what's, what the smoke's also telling. Look beyond the fire. Same thing with the building. Look beyond what's in the building. Look at everything around you, like we were saying. Your strategy and tactics, your tactics now are going to start telling you as you're implementing them. Yeah, we got something good here. We implemented this correctly. Our intuition was right. Our training was good. Our pre-plan was on point. Our in-route size-up was on point. And now we're here. Our on-scene size-up and tactical decision-making is on point. Or wait a minute. No. And you back it up. A couple of things we might have missed. A couple of things we didn't know about. Things might have changed. Well, we adjust. That's why the plan is continual. Still looking at the whole big picture. Still looking at it. The progress report is going to keep is going to keep the incident commander. Those pars are going to keep the incident commander on point, on track. Oh, okay. Continue with the operation or no? Pivot to something else. Still doing a size up. You're coming into the building. You're sizing up your workspace. Well, you're going to be going to work and you're going to see what's going on. And if it's working, if it's not working, par it back. Good to go. Person got accountability report. Everybody's there. There's your par. Update progress report. What's going on? Doing both. Keeping it going. But we're still not done. Fires out. Overhaul begins. Go in. Open up. Incident commander clears, terminates command, clears all units. All units are now back in quarters. We're not done. We're not done. We're almost done, but we're not done. Now we're at the after action review. That is your post-incident size up, your after action review. The best time to do it is shortly after the call. Everything's fresh in mind. But when you have to work with many different departments, different locations, whatever, if it's just your crew and you want to talk about what you guys did as an engine or a truck company or you're in the same house and you want to talk about it together, great. But this is the time you get to talk about the information and everything that happened, the success and the failures that you've experienced. And you ask four questions. And if you want, you can write these questions down. What did we expect to happen? What actually occurred? What went well and why? What can we improve upon and how? You uncover weakness, you can develop ways to improve yourself. Improve, this, improve the mission. 
And how do you do that? You train on it. You take those areas, take those things that you did right, take those things you did wrong, and you practice them. You practice them, whether it's in your firehouse, at your training facility, you practice them. And the one thing we do with us, we use Google Maps for a lot of our size-ups. That way, we don't really have to do certain things. But we can get a view. We can put our apparatus placement on a real scene, on a real picture of a real house in our area. And we take those and we say, we got this. We pick a random location or a location we've been eyeing up. Put it up on our TV or on a board, whatever we want to do, however we want the room. And we look at that. And we come up with different scenarios that could potentially happen in, this, in these structures. And we decide... Where's our apparatus going to go? What type of line are we going to stretch? Everything about we recreate as a tabletop scenario. And then what we try to do is if there's little one-offs that we talk about, things that aren't common to how we perform our duties as firefighters, and we come up with a really big, we're going to try a different type of stretch, or we're going to try a different type of, we're going to attack the fire a different way than we normally would, maybe one time we were talking about it and we had, we decided, we came with the idea of heavy fire was coming out this window. We were cool. 30, a couple seconds cool the area from the outside, not the hit of harpoon, but just cool it down real fast and then make our way in. Same line. Just cool it. The particles of combustion, just cool the area. To kind of cool that smoke and fire from, that's coming out and hitting that, that overhang we had and move its way in. We thought about that and said, why don't we try that? Why don't we try doing that? Now, granted, in a controlled environment of a burn facility, as opposed to in real life, a little bit different. But just to get to say, okay, we've tried something. This is something that we've done before. That's something we spoke about. But something we've tried. We've also practiced setback operations. Occupancies that were set back where we couldn't make access we couldn't drive, say, up a long driveway because of mud. There was no driveway. It was just a mud road, a lot of trees and, and pins. There's no way the apparatus can get down. We've had, we have those in our area. So we practice that. We practice excessively long stretches because it's something we feel we need to do. It's just different ways because this is to become better at what we do. And then we're always ready. Without doing a size up and now pre-planning, which is part of your size up, you can never be as ready as you need to be. Because you could pick up so many things from your size up. Hey, I need to work on building construction. I need to work on my fire behavior knowledge. I need to work on my reading smoke. I need to work on my fire ground operation, my company operation, my tactic decision, my tactical decision making. I have to work on it, or I might actually have to work on my actual hands on assignment. I might have to work on getting better at stretching line, get better at my placement. We just, the other day, we were sitting around and we had a fire a couple days before that. And we said, you know what? We're going to practice apparatus placement, but we're going to do this a different way. We used, we went outside our firehouse with sidewalk chalk and we started drawing scenarios on the ground with sidewalk chalk. Each color represented something different. One was the building, the other chalk was the apparatus. 
And we started coming up with different things on how we're going to do it based on whatever was coming to our heads that moment. But we just wanted to practice something. We did the same thing with ventilation. We're a truck. We're an engine company. We did the same thing with ventilation. Again, size up, pre-plans, taking the information back that you've successed and failed on a fire on a fire ground and bringing it back to train all goes back to your size up, all goes back to being a better firefighter because that's what we're all here to do, to be best fires that could po- firefighters you could possibly be. And that's what the five-tool firefighter is about. That's what the book is about. You can pick it up at the firehousereview.com slash shop. The book's there. You can read it. Hope you like it. You can reach out to me. You can talk about it. You can also check out the firehousetribune.com. A lot of articles on a lot of different topics, fire service related, life related, anything to help you grow as a person, a firefighter. Check it out, firehousetribune.com. Follow us on firehousetribune.com. Also on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We're all on there. Everything that we share on the website, shared there. This podcast is shared there. Also follow or subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's called firehousetribune.com. And our channel is Station Talk. It's a monthly podcast. Myself and Chief Tom Machiano get on with an occasional guest. And we talk about topics of today's fire service once a month. Subscribe to the YouTube channel or listen to it on Spotify or Apple. If you like this podcast, subscribe. Listen to it on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, any major streaming service out there. Host podcasts. And like it, review it. But if you want to get better, like I said, you can get the book, The Five Tool Firefighter, but you can also do better for yourself. Origin USA, 10% off all Jocko Fuel products, lifestyle apparel, fitness equipment. I use the lifestyle apparel. I, 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 wear their, I wear their clothes. I wear their boots. I have their kettle bags, their plyo boxes. They have Indian clubs. Great tools to work out and make yourself better functional athletes, which is what we are. Jocko products, same thing. Keep your body, your wellness, your health. I take the milk from a protein. I also have, uh, I take the greens. Great things to do to keep your body healthy and ready to go out there and perform at your daily best every single day. Oh, and I take their dis- Discipline Go pre-workout supplement. Take that as well before I work out or if you need some cognitive um, enhancement, help you focus. Fire Department Coffee, we are proud sponsors of Fire Department Coffee. Click the link, click the icon on the Firehouse Review website. Click the FDC link on there. Get yourself some fire department coffee. Support small businesses, veteran and firefighter-owned businesses, because that's what we do. We support each other. Check it out. Go to our website and help us support. Help us support. If you support us, you support fire, fire department coffee. You like the fire department coffee, go to our website and check it out. Also, Mike Attenberger Frontline Optics, 15% off using promo code FHTribune. Same with Origin and use the promo code FHTribune. I can mention that. And Steve Green, President, Five Alarm Task Force Corp, 50C3 organization. Donate. Donate any amount of money you want, Steve. First responders, helping first responders in their time of need. No money goes to anybody else but the first responders in their time of need. And he searches far and wide to find firefighters that can use our help. Been sending checks all year. He continues to do so. Check out his webinars, they'll be coming out. Check out his podcast. So if you like it, subscribe. I appreciate everything. Appreciate all the support. Keep continuing to grow. Keep continuing to learn. And until next time, work hard, stay safe, and live inspired. Thank you for tuning in to 
today's episode of the 5 Tool Firefighter Podcast. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, please subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, please leave us a rating. And don't forget to pick up the book, The 5 Tool Firefighter, available on Amazon at thefirehousetribune.com. Until next time, work hard, stay safe, and live inspired.